Welcome to Company of One. This is Dale Callahan, and this is episode number 161. Today, we're talking about what if you hate marketing yourself? Now, this question actually came to me directly from somebody the other day, a coaching client that I was working with, and he just told me, he said, Dale, I just despise marketing myself. I feel like a slimy used car salesman. So if you're a used car salesman and you're listening to this, uh, well, no apologies are needed because you've earned your reputation, uh, and that's quite fair. If you're a lawyer, we might throw you in the same boat. But what we're talking about is marketing from a professional point of view, from professional, and this particular person was an IT, uh, or actually software engineer, uh, for a, a major ginormous uh, DOD um, provider. Uh, but we see this all the time. No matter what your job is, I'm working inside of a corporate situation. I'm trying to market myself and brand myself. And um, what happens is, especially as I'm working with people as they're going through a graduate program or people I'm working with on the outside, is we start talking about the company of one model, which puts you in the situation where you are a company. And we talk about there's four roles of a company, is marketing, operations, research, and finance. And most of us are kind of good at getting the job done, but we just really are terrible about marketing ourselves. And so that's just something that, uh, this just this constant, constant struggle. And it's really kind of funny because we sit there in this blind spot thinking that the boss or the boss's boss or whoever is paying attention to what we're doing. We have this perception that they know what we're doing, that they understand why what we're doing. And, and, and most of it's not even true. So many of us, matter of fact, I challenge you as you're listening to this to go talk to your boss, make a list of everything you do. Uh, for on a weekly basis, maybe, and go talk to your boss about those things. You'll probably be surprised there's things on that list your boss doesn't know you're doing. And there may be some things on that list that your boss wishes you weren't doing, which so would be a good conversation. So today, though, we're going to just talk about the, the hatred of marketing yourself. What do you do uh, when, you're, when you're struggling with this concept of marketing? Most people I'm working with, they're not arguing with me about the need to market themselves. They know that. They see that. They feel that. Uh, they want to grow in their income. But what they're struggling with is, how do I do it without looking like that slimy used car salesman? which is exactly uh, the words that uh, I have been told so often. So I'm sitting here working on my Mac, uh, and my Mac is, I'm using a backup Mac because my first Mac crashed, and so now I'm trying to make, uh, so if you hear a mouse scrolling in the background, because my new Mac, or my old Mac that I'm working on, scrolls really, really slow. So I have to spin that real wheel really fast uh, to make this thing work. So I can't figure out how to reset it, but probably I need a tech guy for that, right? So let's talk about those. So what do you do if you hate marketing yourself? What are some simple things that you could do? So in the past couple of weeks, I've had this conversation over and over, and it's just been really simple things that we decided to try to do, is I have to talk people through the concept of 
marketing yourself. I have to talk to them about what makes sense um, because we're just really, there's something about us as human nature. We're really opposed to self-promotion. And I get it because we all know that slimy person we work with uh, that's heavily self-promotion, talks nothing but about themselves, and we find it terribly annoying. And then we see the used car salesman uh, commercials or the new, used, the new car salesman commercials come on, uh, and uh, they're all annoying, right? We hate that. And we don't want to be that. So how do you do this without being the slimy used car salesman? First of all, let's think about the difference between operations and marketing. Again, the company one model, there's two primary things that happen in every single company, operations, doing the work. So if you go to work and you are working uh, as a software developer, then you writing code and you going to meetings to understand what code needs to be written and you providing the code back to your internal customer, that's you operating, that's you doing the work. But the marketing is the other side of that. So operations, as we think about any company, and I love to use Walmart as an example because we all know who Walmart is, at least if you're living in the United States. Uh, operations is about delivering the service to the customer or the goods to the customer. But for us, it's the, the service to the customer. So when you go to the dentist and they do something to your teeth, it's operating. In this case, it may really be operating. Uh, when you go to your accountant and they do your taxes, that's the operation they perform for you. When you go to Walmart, the operation is providing you the goods and services at the cash register that you pay for. That's what we consider operations. Operations is about delivering service to the customer. And remember, the whole transaction between you and somebody else that brings you money, your boss, your customers, is trading uh, goods and services for money. That's a person-to-person -person relationship, and operations is about one direction of that. It's about delivering the goods and services. However, the other side of that is marketing. Marketing is what makes that, that money flow, right? Marketing is what means Dell has something to provide for you. Marketing is what means you actually can serve the customer. So usually before we are served and provided something, somebody's marketed it to us. Either we go, we see a restaurant, a sign for the restaurant, and we go in because we're hungry, or we sit down at a restaurant thinking we're just going to get a cup of coffee, and they put this menu in front of us that has awesome food. And we see the picture of the food and we see somebody over there eating the food and we want it, right? That's part of the marketing machine is trying to help the customer understand what you do and eh, help them understand that they want what you have, right? That's operations versus marketing. So it's really clear, it's really important if you're working for a large corporation, ah, heck, if you're working anywhere and you're professional doing your job, you showing up, you doing your work, yeah, that's important. And so many people will tell me, 
I show up, I keep my nose to the grindstone, and everybody else gets noticed, and I'm just getting looked over. Yeah, that's because you're doing a terrible job marketing yourself. You may be doing an awesome, awesome job at the work you do, but nobody cares. Think about if I'm a lawn care service, right? I come out, I mow your lawn. Well, when your grass is 10 feet high, and you come home and suddenly your grass looks normal, then that's okay. Marketing is just the fact that you can, your dog is no longer lost in the front yard. But if your grass looks fairly normal and they come out and they mow it just to keep it trimmed down perfect and everything's better, but it really wasn't that bad in the first place, have you provided a service? I don't know. When I get the bill, I feel like I don't care because although they did in fact provide the service, they haven't shown me what they've done and they haven't made it clear what's going to be done. So you have that same problem. I always compare the professional person to a janitorial service, right? So if you're sitting there and you're doing a job, every day you go in and you do your job, for most of us, we're a lot like a janitorial service. A janitorial service usually comes in at night, usually is not noticed, and usually if they do their job, nobody pays a lot of attention. But if they mess up, then we pay a lot of attention, right? That's one that what's happened. And for most of us, in our job, especially in the, uh, in the, the current market where sometimes our boss is unavailable, sometimes our boss, boss doesn't see us for months, sometimes our boss lives in another city, and we end up noticed only when we mess up. So marketing is about how to be noticed when you don't mess up, when you do something right. So here's some effective ways of thinking about it. Marketing is a way of serving your customer. Let me say that again. Marketing is a way of serving your customer. Marketing should be appreciated. Your customer, the people who pay you, should appreciate the marketing because marketing is simply letting people uh, uh, know how you can add value and reminding them of how you have added value. It's a method of educating your customer. That's really what it is, is educating your customer what you've done for them. Marketing, when done right, is not the slimy used car salesman. It's appreciated. I know it because I appreciate good marketing, and so do you. Uh, for example, look at the things that you get in, in an email, right? How much of it is junk mail? Delete, 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 right? Same thing when it comes in your mailbox. We get that junk mail. We throw it away in the trash can. But yet, there are things that come in your email that you appreciate, and much of it is marketing. Think about all those emails that come from the things that you might have signed up for. You might sign up for my email uh, newsletter or somebody else's email newsletter and you're getting it because maybe you wanted to lose uh, some weight by going to the gym and you find this guy that's got this thing that says how to lose weight, uh, going to the gym, how to get in shape in so many days and you're looking forward to his email because he gives you these tidbits, but he's also marketing to you. Even if he's not selling you something at that very moment, he's selling you himself. He's selling you the fact that he's providing a service to you by helping you. 
So, so many things. Go look through your email box and see how many things in that email box that have a marketing bent where they're trying to convince you uh, and help you by educating you often, but they're also getting you to buy into the fact that they are there to serve you. That is marketing. And so whenever you can do that in the, in the way they appreciate it, then uh, that's just awesome. I know there's, mar there's emails there you get. There's probably even catalogs you get in the mail. Right, my son gets a catalog from some knife store that uh, that we go to that just has everything known to man to cut something. Right, and uh, no matter how many times you've seen this before, he opens it, looks forward to the catalog, loves it. It not it is not slimy. So this is what marketing is. Marketing is serving. So uh, we and we all want to be marketed too. Think about that for a minute. How often do you want to be marketed to? All the time. You complain about it, you whine about it because it's a stupid drug commercial on the television, right? But you are wanting to be marketed to the things that you care about. You will sign up for newsletters that you care about. You will pay attention to advertisements in the mail that you care about. You will see things that are editorials, you know, I would love editorials that are really just marketing articles that you care about. You do want to be marketed to. I do too. This is, uh, and, and by doing that, we're serving people. So think about this while you're on the job, right? Marketing can be a form of service and a form of educating. Hmm, interesting. So think about this. Um, I go to the mechanic, and uh, the mechanic gets the the work being done on the car, and the mechanic goes over after you. So you go you and you write the mechanic a check, or before you write the mechanic a check, they go over and tell you what they've done. Right now, part of that is because you're thinking, I'm not going to write this sucker a check until he's going to pay me some money. Yeah, but that's also marketing. When the lawn crew walks you around your yard and shows you what they did or draws you a picture or does something to provide you and tells you what they did that's not just words, right, that gives you some kind of value, that's marketing. When the software engineer who's working for the boss sits down and does a demo of the software or says, we need to train everybody on our team how to use this software, that's marketing. Most training things that you see is, in fact, marketing. Think about how many times you've been to a training course inside your company that, that shows you the new release of a software or a new application or a new tool. Part of what they're doing is educating you, and by that, they're marketing to you the use of that tool. Yes, it does help you. Yes, it is uh, saving uh, you some time. Yes, it is a pain in the rear and the boss said you have to do it. Right, whatever it is, they're marketing that to you. Now this heavily depends on your industry, right? How you do that. Uh, so, by the way, used car commercials work. That idiot yelling at you on the camera works. You know how you know it? Because you keep seeing it. They all do it. They wouldn't spend money if it doesn't work. Lawyer commercials, as annoying as they are, they work. Drug commercials, as annoying as they are, they work, right? Uh, you can turn them off if you want, but you can't deny that it's actually working. So it depends on the industry. You don't want to do any of those things. Um, so 
how do we do this from a professional services, right? So how do we do this? First of all, you are selling you. You are the product. So you're selling a person and not a product, and you're also selling to a person, not a company. So this is a, remember the business transaction is a person-to-person relationship. So focus on what you can do or what you have done. So let's just think about for just a minute where you sit right now with the people that you serve. Think about what are the things I've done in the last month to serve them? Or what am I doing right now to serve them? It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be earth shattering. Just what kind of things am I providing that helps serve them? Right. So it doesn't. Uh, so focus on that. Linking, uh, uh, liking, and respecting the person that is being marketing to is key. You have to respect that person. You actually have to get them to respect you. Right. This is why. This is not used car salesman. This is a professional relationship. So we need a professional set of marketing, but it might not look like marketing. So here's some winning methods that worked. And so the other day, when one of these gentlemen called me, we had this conversation and I said, uh, so I just started, he was so against the marketing himself, I just started asking him questions. I said to him, is there anybody on your team or in your company that you highly respect what they do. And he started rattling off a couple of people. He says, man, these people are awesome. I said, but how do you know what they do? Well, the first one, he said, well, this one guy on the team that we work with, they give us an email every week, and it's kind of got a little bulleted point of what they did. And it keeps us reminded of what they did for us last week. And it's a team they interact with, right? I said, what is that email? And what's his purpose of sending that email? He says, well, the purpose of sending the email is to let me know what he did. Oh, I get it, right? He got it. So sometimes, and this is a very common thing, we so often overlook at the email. It's a little tool that we all got right there we're annoyed with, right? Send a, a reminder. It can be weekly. It can be monthly. It can be quarterly. It depends on the situation that provides some data to your internal customer about what you did or what you're working on. Think bullet points, not reports. Think bullet points. Use bullets, very short summaries. If you got some data with some numbers, that's even better. Think about, you know, the scroll screen, you know, so they're going to probably be reading it on their phone. So think about it. it needs to be where they don't have to scroll to see it. Bullet, bullet, bullet. That's all they need to know. They know what you did. So those little emails, and you get some, right? Pay attention to them. That's the kind of thing that you want to do. We started doing uh, some of this at the university uh, with one of our people that were not, she was not getting a lot of respect for what she did. So she just started sending out a weekly email about the kind of things that she did last week and had a couple of numbers about the uh, things that were important to her and everybody else. And it made a difference. It just showed them there was activity going on that was serving them. So it's little data, right? And by the way, if you have metrics that you're measured by, put those in the bullets. Metrics, you know, even if you don't use those metrics till the end of the quarter, the end of the month, you know, whatever, put where you are 
on those metrics already because that's what they're already thinking about. And you're starting to give them some data. You're not waiting to the end of the month, end of the week, whatever, you're giving them data. Email is a huge marketing tool, not just the kind of thing you sign up for and you unsubscribe to, or you subscribe to, but internal to talking to your customers, it's awesome. It's, it's, it's the tool that's so easy to use, but do not, do not, do not, do not write a book. Simple bullet points. The second thing we do related to emails that we see often, and often this is misused, is copying your internal customers on your emails. I don't mean the kind of email where you're writing to somebody and you copy their boss. That's so blooming annoying, right? We see that all the time. You copy everybody in the world because you're fussing about things. No, I mean, if you're announcing that you're about to release the new software that you're working on and you announce it to the team over here that needs it, copy your boss. Now, you might be doing that anyway. Your boss doesn't probably care. Well, they care. They probably don't need to read the details. But just seeing that, they know it happened. So many people won't do that. So many people will not copy their boss because they're trying to hide what they're doing from their boss. I don't understand that. This is the person who's making you make money, right? So copying them, and again, this is not a telltale, I want to tell on you and the kind of things that's used in corporate America that's so blooming annoying, but copy them in a way that shows, hey, we're providing the service, we're getting it out there. Uh, now, this might be more detailed than your customer or your boss needs, but the team that you're sending it to needs it. That's still good, right? They're not going to read it. They'll stick it in the file, and they'll note you did something. The third thing that we find about working, so the first two are about email, providing a weekly reminder email or periodic reminder email. The second thing is copying your customer on the right internal emails. The third is having an agenda. This one annoys me so much, and it annoys you so much, it is gold. This is gold. If you have periodic meetings with people, and we know you do, and uh, or staff meetings, and especially if you have one-on-ones with your boss, which is pretty common, be prepared with talking points. I don't mean a written down agenda, but you know, just something simple, talking points where you just write down four bullet items. I want to talk about this, this, and this. Because what happens is, especially this is true in one-on-ones, you're going to have a one-on-one weekly meeting with your boss. Half the time you go in there, your boss doesn't know what to talk about, right? So you come up with the agenda. Here's the thing you want to talk about, which you're updating him or her on the things that you're doing. This is also valuable in the sense that If you don't go in there with an agenda, they tend to invent one on the fly. And they tend to intend to, they tend (laughs) to invent or talk about things you don't really want to talk about. So you drive the conversation. It's great. This is also, if you're sitting around a big round table and there's a whole bunch of people in the room and you're like, do we have an agenda to talk about? Or are we just going to sit here and blab? I went to one of those meetings this today. And it's just like, we're just sitting here until everybody's ready to leave. Um, do, so have an agenda. If you have an agenda, even for those kind of meetings, you tend to drive and control the meeting. And you actually get some things done. And you're probably appreciated by everybody else. 
who wants to just drive to the agenda and not just sit around and talk. So just having an agenda, never, ever, ever, ever go into a meeting with one person, with two people, with 20 people without some agenda, or if you know what the agenda is, the talking points of what you need to bring up on that or the data that you need to bring. In other words, think of, a, a, we tend to go into meetings totally unprepared. Oh, I got a meeting, what's it about? Not sure, but I'm going to it. Yeah, that's a dumb idea. Instead, go to meetings prepared. Spend a little bit of time walking in prepared for what you do. Man, people notice, people notice that kind of thing. And you will be appreciated, not only by your boss, but by everybody else at the meeting. Uh, your appearance, number four, think about how you look. Yeah, look in the mirror. Uh, yeah, if you're dressed uh, like you just walked off the beach, yeah, probably in some companies you can get away with it, but not really. I just don't think that's true anymore. Uh, think about how you look, dress, posture, posture, posture. I mean, if you can be dressed really nice, but you know, looking like I'm just, I'm this little weakling. What's it? I mean, your posture says so much about confidence, facial expressions. Uh, when you look in and you walk in and you look scared or you look mad or you look, you know, afraid to say anything, and this may take some work on for some of you, but generally, your outlook. And we're judging you on that. You're judging people on that, aren't you? Of course you are. So your appearance carries a, a whole lot of, of clout. And think about dressing for the person, dressing at the layer of the person that's your boss. So if they wear a coat and tie or something, you do that. Uh, now that doesn't, you know, if, if, you're, if you work in the plant and they're the plant manager, you probably can't do that. Well, that doesn't make sense. But generally try to dress up a notch. Uh, from your customers. Now, if your customers dress like slobs, don't fall down to them, but just think about your appearance and what does it convey. It conveys a ton, and you do the same thing you read into it. The next, talk about your boss, or talk about your boss. Talk to your boss often and about what they value. I don't know what my boss values. Then find out. Go ask them. Go talk about what they value. So this is this is a constant alignment that helps you stay in focus. So uh, if you're in a production line, for instance, in a factory, and you, you, all you want to talk about is safety, and all your boss wants to talk about is production, how many widgets you did you put off the line last month, then maybe you need to quit talking about safety. This is not an ethics conversation. This is a marketing conversation understand what your boss values and then talk about those things first and foremost. Then next, find and communicate your value in numbers. This one is so huge. Nobody does it. Nobody does, well, salespeople do it. But other than that, nobody does this. And how, and so there's. A, I'll put a link in the show notes, which is going to be at delcallahan.com slash 161. And it's how to determine your value at work. And it's where you can put a dollar value on how much value you bring to people. This is a great marketing tool for everybody. It's used on you all the time. Um, and we won't get into the details of that. But if you can put a number on how much value you brought to the team financially, 
this is huge. At the end of the day, we're all talking money, right? And then number four, or no, this is number six. I can't count, but uh, I'm using bullets instead of numbers, and therefore I'm just guessing, right? So is get involved in a larger conversation. And if you work for a large organization, this might, you want to poke your eyes out with pins. Yes, I mean, get involved in the politics of the organization at whole, as a, at large. Attend those larger meetings that you might otherwise skip because they're just painful and annoying. But you, are, you end up connecting you end up understanding what they're talking about. You can still be annoyed, and that's still fun. But these internal committees or teams that you get invited to, I mean, my initial thinking is always skip them. I have better things to do. But networking and understanding what else is going on it can be really helpful. Because remember, money flows through people. Influence flows through people. And unfortunately or fortunately, however you want to look at it, people show up to those things. And it is usually the influencers or the people who want to be influencers who show up there. Right? So these, these couple things, now again, I'm going to just say email, using email properly, having an agenda in meetings, your appearance, talking to your boss about what they value, finding and communicating your value in numbers, and getting involved in a larger conversation, all will help you pull your brand out of the gutter because what most people that are struggling with marketing themselves are doing, they're head down, they're doing their job, they're writing the code, they're doing the projects, but they're not engaging with the customer. And this is what we're trying to do. Now, let's step upon that for just a minute, and I'm not going to get into this too long because we don't have enough time. But think about even marketing yourself outside of your company update your stupid LinkedIn profile. Yes, this is what everybody uses to find you. Not Indeed.com and everything else. LinkedIn. This is how people find you. This is what uh, they're going to hunt you down for. So if you're a software engineer and your LinkedIn profile doesn't talk about what kind of software you write and what kind of languages you have, then your, your LinkedIn profile is pretty much useless, right? You need to update this and keep it up. I got, I'll put a link here to LinkedIn best practices. There's a video we have. There's great resources out there. There's really no excuses to not have something on there and connect to everybody that you know. That's another thing that drives me crazy. You go to meetings, go out back and connect to people on LinkedIn. Number And working your contacts, staying connected to others, who you might not talk to very often. Oftentimes this is outside of your company. I will put a link in this great example I have that somebody did with me one time where it talked about growing your influence through managing your contacts and how to use LinkedIn to work a town. This guy comes into town, never been to town, and suddenly is sitting down with the leaders in, in the city on this particular, on the technology leaders in the city in one day. Why well, is here? Because he used LinkedIn effectively. Getting involved where your industry leaders are involved. If your boss is involved in association or your boss's boss, especially if all the way up the chain, they're involved in some kind of professional association, why aren't you there? You need to be there. And you need to be uh, sitting at the table with them. Using social media like LinkedIn effectively gets you noticed. 
uh, creating content in your field gets you noticed. Now these are a bit, a bit above and beyond, but you know we see a lot of people creating blog posts, podcasts, internal to their company, uh, not sharing company information, but about what they do, and it really gets them noticed. So, but there's a whole bunch of stuff here, and I realize we could talk about this all day and all night. The main thing I want to get through to all the people I talk to all the time and to you is to think about there's no need to hate marketing yourself. There's just no need for it. It's not slimy. It is simply letting others know how you can add value to their lives or reminding them how you have in a non-slimy an educational and an appreciative way that's all it is that's all marketing is and hopefully now at least you can realize that you kind of like marketing and you kind of like being marketed too and your customers will like it also so we'll see you next week hopefully i'll have computer systems and everything back up and operational not that you noticed i hope but uh, next week we should be back on and the uh, the old Mac, which is the new Mac. See you next week.